Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Deal to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys for being on. Oh, something just happened. I don't know what that was. Thank you guys for joining us. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Thank you guys for joining us, uh, joining me today. If you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our uh, podcast. Definitely check us out on our different um, media platforms. Um, you can find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you want. You think we are, we are. All right, just look up Deal to Heal with E. James podcast and you will find me. So let's jump right in it today. Just like any other day, we are guests. We are blessed with a guest, Miss Angela D. Lee. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. First of all, let me say thank you uh, for joining me because you could be doing anything else. And But I'm grateful that you took out the time to join me and my listeners tonight. Uh, today on the podcast to uh, talk about you, basically. <laughs> so do me a favor, introduce yourself to uh, to our listeners and tell us who you are and what it is that you do. 
Yes, so my name is Angie D. Lee. I am uh, an intimacy coach, better known as the intimacy guru. And as an intimacy coach, I help modern couples reignite passion, pleasure, and connection in their relationships. All right, all right. I um, I, I came across one of your videos um, on Facebook, and I was immediately intrigued. Um, I had to look you up. I had to find you. I, I looked you up on Facebook. I had to find you on, on uh, Instagram. I couldn't find you at first, but then I found you. Um, so I, I'm very uh, interested in the work that you do. I, I think it's needed. Um, and I think there's a lot for us to learn. So I'm going to jump right in uh, with, with my questions and, you know, feel free to add or, and even if you have something you, you know, you want to expound on, definitely feel free to do that. So I'm going to start with the first question, which I think uh, is a big question with a misconception with most people is what is the difference between intimacy and sex? That's a very good question. <laughs> Because, you know, it's, it's interesting, too. That's how you know that uh, this is a topic that um, kind of needs to be discussed more because the, the terminology is kind of interchangeable. Right. So um, when it comes to intimacy, it's all about just closeness, closeness between two or more people. Um, that can be uh, physical intimacy, which is what a lot of people relate to when they think about, you know, sexual intercourse. Um, but there's also uh, emotional intimacy. And so how we connect with each other. Um, on a more of an emotional level with our feelings and how we relate to each other emotionally. Um, there's spiritual intimacy as well and how we view um, our views, whether it's you know religion, um, just our overall spirituality. Um, and then there's uh, like a mental you know, um, intimacy where we're connecting such as like meeting of the mind, so to speak. We have uh, some things that we, are, we have in common when it comes to our thought processes and what we believe in and, and what we um, think about on a daily basis. And so uh, some people really actually connect, especially women tend to connect very, very much so on a mental level and emotional level um, because it, it connects more to, to the heart and to the mind. Uh, so when we think about physical intimacy, a lot of times people kind of put more so men in that category um, because men tend to relate first more so on a physical level, visual and what they see and how they connect physically. So, so yeah, so there's, there's four major parts of intimacy, but intimacy is just all about closeness and connection. And, and that was kind of, you kind of answered uh, uh, my court, my next question a little bit, which was what is the difference between generally how men uh, see intimacy and how women see intimacy? Um, I know you, you kind of answered it unless you want to add something more on to it. Um, because I, I think that um, it's, it's definitely myself, just taking myself in, in consideration. I think that there's a misconception, um, even though I do think men do kind of uh, equate intimacy with sex. But I also know that men definitely want intimacy too, even outside of sex. But I think it's a misconception sometimes, probably because we don't vocalize it as, as much or maybe as well as women do, that you know, we are not interested in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so uh, you know, just your viewpoint, your viewpoint on that. What do you 
Yeah, for sure. So, you know, a lot of times when we think about um, how women and men relate, if we just go from first a biological standpoint, um, and, and that's the thing that I think we, you know, as a battle of the sexes, we tend to uh, take that part out and we, we need to kind of go back to the basics a little bit. Um, and so with men, um, relating physically is, is really a biological need. Okay. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times women are like, oh, this is all he wants. All he wants is sex. And, and in actuality, uh, for men, when they are connecting physically with a woman, um, that's how they feel loved and cared for. Uh, that, that is a love language, uh, is that the physical connection. Um, and so for women, how we tend to feel loved and cared for is when uh, we're connecting emotionally and, and through our minds first. And so that's why, you know, a lot of times, and my husband and I, we joke about this all the time, but he's like, you know, women tend to be more like ovens. You know, it takes a little while to kind of warm up in that department, whereas guys can kind of be a little bit more like a microwave. If, if there's a woman that you are attracted to and that you have a relationship with, a connection with, and you just see her, the visual of her. Um, can get you going, right? And so, but mm -hmm. for for women, uh, it may take a little bit more like, you know, I want to talk about how I feel. I want to connect with you first. And then I'm able to kind of open myself up a little bit more. Um, and this is it's pretty typical across the board. You know, I, there are times where women, yes, can just have sex and it's sex for sex, you know? Um, but a lot of times, especially when you're in a long-term relationship, uh, after a while, for a lot of women, sometimes it's just not enough. And there has to be a connection um, through the heart, you know, first and that, that emotional connection first. So when we think about the differences between men and women, men's first stop can be more so like the physical and the visual. And then it can lead to a little bit more of the emotional, whereas women tend to be a little bit like vice versa, whereas the emotional first um, and then we can lead into the physical. Yeah, and that's that's something that I often talk about when I'm talking to people, especially uh, relationship-wise, you know, and a lot of women sometimes don't really understand that men are visual creatures, you know what I mean? And so if we see you and we're attracted to you visually, then like you said, that's all we need to, right. to pique our interest and to, 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 you know, to get us, uh, you know, moving in that direction, which unfortunately for us because it's that easy you know sometimes we find ourselves uh in some situations or in some even relationships that we don't need to be in because outside of that there's no connection right you know what i mean and there's no real um you know relationship values in that situation and like you said when you want to build a meaningful relationship there has to be a balance so you have mm -hmm. the physical and the mental and they kind of uh got to go together or physical and emotional, I guess you could say. And they got to kind of to work together. And mm -hmm. um, you mentioned uh, the love languages, which kind of go into one of my other other uh, questions, which I'm glad. I mean, we on the we on we same <laughs> <laughs> So when we talk about uh, the love languages, um, uh, definitely I would like you to uh, explain what they are for those who may not know uh, that's lived under a rock somewhere. Because I believe everybody knows what they are, but somebody might not know. Um, but definitely, uh, what are the love languages? And then, do you believe or how do you believe that knowing your partner's uh, love language and being able to um, meet them there or cater to them in that way, how does that help 
or does that help in gaining the uh, intimacy that you want in your relationships? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll start first, like you said, just with when we talk about um, the love languages, the five love languages. So um, I would say if you're at least about 35 or older, you're probably familiar <laughs> with those terms. Um, so just to kind of just kind of go back a little bit uh, more in regards to how this came about. So obviously, um, there's a book uh, by Gary Chapman, um, and he actually wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And his uh, definition for this is that this is the way we all relate on an intimate level. And so either you're going to relate through physical touch meaning that you uh, like physical affection, whether it's hugs or, you know, a rub on the back or just even a handshake. Like some people just really relate, um, you know, just through touching. And some people really kind of require that, you know, to um, be fulfilled, you know, in a relationship. And so that's one of the, the love languages. Um, there's quality time. Um, so just, you know, spending time, uninterrupted time, whether it's 10 minutes or a few hours, you know, uh, quality time is all about just, you know, being there with that person, uh, whether you all are doing something together or you're just watching a movie or something, you know, but it's just all about that time um, with the two of you. Um, there's uh, acts of service. So sometimes um, I look at like acts of service, service for instance, um, there was a time when it was snowing outside, you know, and, and right before, you know, I headed my car and my husband has already brushed off you know, the car and things like that and, and got got things ready or put gas in the tank. And, you know, those are just everyday acts of service that really speak to certain people. Um, acts of service can be really huge, you know, for some people. Um, there's also, um, so quality time, obviously, acts of service, physical touch. Um, and then there's also, um, I want to say... Um, words, of, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yes. Thank you so much. And that, you know what, and that's a big one. And we'll kind of touch on a little bit more uh, with that one. So um, quality time tends to be like number one for a lot of women, um, because again, it is that emotional connection. Right. And then when it comes to uh, words of affirmation, a lot of men tend to relate to that, just knowing that they're doing the best job that they can do, that they're on the right track and hearing it. Uh, knowing that they're just that person that's supplying, you know, all of those needs and the things that their lady is desiring. Um, and then uh, the last one is, I'm like so drawn up, like it's so crazy. Um, uh, gifts. So receiving gifts. Oh, right. Okay. I forgot yeah. about that one too. Right. Like, right. Sure. <laughs> so some people are really big on that, you know, like when it comes down to like the holidays or even just random moments, you know, some mm -hmm. people just really enjoy, you know, receiving something and that's how they feel, you know, appreciated. So a lot of times those love languages um, kind of derive a lot from when we go back a little further. Sometimes it can go um, and stem from childhood, you know, some of the things that we were used to receiving or the things that we weren't. Um, so a lot of times those things speak to us for that very reason. Um, so it's it's really cool to find out what your love language is. If you get a chance, you can always just Google it, you know, and just put in like, you know, five love languages quiz or something like that. And just check it out. If you don't know what it is, just by listening to those, you might already know what you prefer or what you like. Um, but if you don't, yeah, definitely take that quiz and see where you fall um, in that category in terms of the five love languages. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the, the second half of that question was, do you believe or how do you think that knowing your partner's 
love language can add to gaining the intimacy that you want in your relationship? Yeah. And that's such a good question because, you know, it's an interesting, um, you know, quote or, you know, whatever saying that we're all kind of used to hearing when we grow up, treat others like you want to be treated, right? We just, that that is drilled in our heads. Like, okay, so I like this, so I'm going to treat someone else like this. And, and in theory, that sounds right. <laughs> but once you really get into relationships, whether it's platonic or romantic, uh, giving something to someone that you would want to receive in return doesn't actually work too well most of the time. Mm -hmm. And what happens is it's almost like you have to kind of step outside of yourself and really understand what your partner desires or needs and give them that. So if you think about it in terms of if both people are constantly thinking about how can I give that person what they desire? It should not be too much room left for not meeting those desires because mm -hmm. we're both making a conscious effort. Okay, I know that she appreciates quality time. It's not on my top of the priority list, but that speaks to her. That that excites her. That makes her feel close to me. That's something that I I need to you know plan for her. Um, but then for him, it's like okay. Um, you know, I know that he desires the physical touch. Like there, there are times I have to figure out how to incorporate that throughout his day. Like that makes him feel, you know, on top of the world or that, you know, she's into me and that we're still connecting, you know? Um, so a lot of times when we think about treating others the way they want to be treated, I must say, we kind of have to throw that back a little bit, <laughs> you know, it's not to say get rid of it. Um, because I sure. think there's certain things that, yes, we should be treating each other with respect you know, listening to one another. Um, but when it comes to the love languages, it's all about what your partner desires first. And if both people are thinking that way, like I said, there's there's not a lot of room for misstep in that because the the focus for both people is, is giving each other what, what they want. Right. And, and I'm glad you said that um, because that's one of the things that I, I live by Right. And I definitely uh, talk to other people when, you know, when we're having these relationships conversations. And my thing is, I tell everybody, if your if your objective in the relationship is when you wake up every day, your question concerning your mate should be, what can I do to make this person's life better? Mm -hmm. Just simple. What can I do today? Yep. Right. To make this person's life better. Mm -hmm. And if they're waking up with that same question concerning you every day, then your needs are, you both will meet each other's needs. And if both of you are meeting each other's needs, then y'all be good, you know? Um, and, and definitely knowing those love languages definitely adds on to that because it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. You know, it just makes it that much easier because you know what to do, you mm -hmm. know, like, hey, I know what you need. And then just a, a hint uh, for any other guys or even some of the, some of the ladies that might be here, because I know we live busy lives, yeah. right? And we all have things going on. So one of the things that I had to learn to do, because in, in a previous relationship, that was one of my things, because I do so much and I'm moving so much that I will forget, you know? And so on my calendar, I will put a little dot, mm -hmm. you know, because you can't write it on there, because right. then I all oh, you writing it down, you know, <laughs> say something nice today, you know what I mean? So you can't write it on there, but I'll just put a little dot. Right in the corner, you know, are the little box. I know what the dot means. Yeah. You know yeah. I love that. I love <laughs> this. I know what it means. But if I'm looking at I'm looking at my calendar every day or every other day anyway, 
And I see that little dot and I say, oh, okay, I know, you know, today or within this week or whatever, I need to say something nice or I need to buy something or I need, you know, whatever that love language is, I need to communicate that, you know, uh, with her so that she feels that I'm still engaged in this relationship, you know. Um, I love that. Huh? Yeah, I love that. You know, and and I what what speaks to me about that is that it doesn't always come naturally, you know, mm-hmm. for you, but it's an intention. You know, you are definitely making it an, an intentional thing. Like I am going to make sure <laughs> that this right, gets right. done. You know, yeah. And you you know you see we on the same page because you're all up in my notes and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> so another thing with that, which is the uh uh. uh I don't know how to say the word intention, intentionality, whatever the word is, you know, being intentional, right? <laughs> you know, about it um, is if you want your relationship to work, you got to put in the work for it to work, yes. you know, and a lot of times it takes that being intentional and uh, in whatever the word is, <laughs> <laughs> it takes that <laughs> to make things go the way that you want it to go. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I remember having a conversation because like I said, I do so much. I'm always moving. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the uh, complaints that I've had in the past in previous relationships was, you know, so my, my, one of my love languages, top love languages is quality time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between my uh, definition of quality time and someone else's definition mm-hmm. of quality time. So my definition of quality time is just being with you, period. Yeah. Just it don't even matter what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Just me and you, we together watching TV, playing cards, taking a walk, whatever. As long as we together, to me, that's quality time. Yeah. To someone else, if we ain't doing something, you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? So they like, look, we've been in this house. Right. <laughs> uh, you want to trip off the views, we doing something, but we just sitting in this house, whatever. So even though that means something to me, it doesn't mean something to them. Right. And so one of the things I had to, you know, being intentional mm-hmm. and having these conversations up front, you know, I remember having a conversation that, look, I definitely want to do things, but I'll be doing so much all the time that yeah. when it comes to quality time and at the same time, resting time for me, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. So when I get to just sit down, you know what I mean? And yeah. be still, and then you're there with me. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But I understand that that might not always work for you. Yeah. So I need you to help me to help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. I need you to plan something because yeah. it ain't like I'm gonna be like, no, I ain't going. So if you like, you know what, I seen something I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, I seen this concert coming up on whatever day and I want us to do it. Yeah. I'm good. Let me put it on yeah. the calendar. I know what's coming, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever we got that set. You yeah. know, and so you have sometimes that's what it takes to be intentional about those things, mm-hmm. you know, putting in that time, using those love languages, using that information that you've learned about each other yeah. to be able to be intentional about putting mm-hmm. in the work for your relationship. And yeah. so that's just another I'm giving out all my secrets today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, no, that's good. You know, and it's it's funny what I what I actually love about talking with men and working with men is that, um, you know, it, it's kind of even across the board, you know, with, with men. For the most part, there's this thing of like, you know what, if I just know what to do, I, I'll i do it and, and I can hit a home run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but women, we can be a little bit more um, 
complicated there is right. <laughs> in, in, a, in a positive way I say that you know but <laughs> but uh, for men if you all just have kind of like um I don't want to say a blueprint but like a blueprint like if you just you know you're like let let me know you know some of the steps or the three things top three top five things and I can hit it like every single time mm-hmm. you know um but for women you know it kind of ebbs and flows and there's a lot of changes there which can kind of complicate intimacy sometimes from the man's perspective. So, yeah. And and, and another thing, even with that is, so it, it is true, you know, because we've kind of view things uh, as a job, as mm-hmm. work. So even exactly. though it's a relationship, it's still work. Okay. Yeah. We got to put in the work. So mm-hmm. what is the required work? Right. You know, so if you give us that one, two, three, we like, yeah, yeah I got it. Right. You know what I'm Do one, two, three. Yeah. The problem is that women be like, you supposed to already know. Yeah. You know and then we just, we've been together this long. You should know what I like. Look, just tell me what you like. So right. we get it. Exactly. <laughs> so we have to deal with all of that. Um, and I, I think it just, a, a lot of times, with me, definitely. Um, I just get to the point and I'm like, look, you know, so I, man, I keep talking about myself. So <laughs> one of the things that I do is I ask questions, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. I might ask you a question that I just asked you yesterday yeah. that I might have asked you the day before. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I'm going to ask you again because I just want to know, you know, mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on or whatever. And so I've gotten the thing, why you keep asking me the same thing? You just asked me that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, this is who I am. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to ask you today. And chances are, I'm going to ask you tomorrow. So let's not argue about it. Just know that I'm going to ask you. And so just give me the answer to the question. <laughs> we'll be okay. You know? And I think that's those little, you know, recognizing those little mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you want to call them, yeah. <laughs> habits or whatever yeah. that, that uh, the person may have, yeah. and to be able to, you know, just accept them and 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 overlook them, or yeah. you know, deal with them accordingly, where you're not taking it uh, offensive, whatever it is, yeah. and, and that you're not taking it as they're not interested or they're losing interest in the in the relationship or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it is it's very beneficial. Just like yeah. you know, yeah. just kind of you know, and and I, another thing that I, I think about is us. We're always evolving. Mm-hmm. Right. We're always becoming, yeah. you know, someone, mm-hmm. you know, we're always becoming. And and I think one of our problems sometimes is that we remember who we were. Right. When we met, when we got together, you was this person mm-hmm. and I was this person. And we were just like, man, it was great. And but then you got years yeah. into a relationship. You got kids. You got new jobs. You got new stresses, you got new responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so you're constantly becoming that person that you have to be in this new season of your life. And I don't think that we always recognize, you know, this new person. Yeah. And and too often we're going back on, you know, who the old person was, mm-hmm. you know, instead of recognizing, okay, this is a new person. Let me learn to love this new person right. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's just one of my things that I've, from personal experience also, that, you know, you got to be intensive to 
who you are right. and who your partner is yeah. on a day-to-day basis because you're you're always growing. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and even to, to men's defense on that when it comes to asking questions, actually that's an amazing thing to do because of that constant evolving. You know, if you don't ask questions and then you just consistently do something over and over again, that that, that could be a problem too. <laughs> So, so that's why asking questions is actually um, it's, it's very important. It, it helps for clarification and it actually shows a, a real interest in your partner when you ask questions, too. Yeah. 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 OK. So and, and I want to go back a little bit uh, to something that we talked about previously. Um, and that was um, and I liked how you explained it with growing up, we, we have that notion of treat people how you want to be treated and what that means as an adult, right? Because that's something you learned as a child, but as an Mm -hmm. adult, especially in a relationship, that's a little different, Um, that that things is a little different. And so, uh, like I said before, my viewpoint has always been, what can I do to make this other person's life better? And I I was watching one of your videos and I liked how you explained it. because I, I connected to it and, and that, and when you talked about, uh, I think it was fairness mm-hmm. and equality. Yeah. Right. And and, and I, I kind of got the same vibe for, and where that was with what I was saying, but I like the way that you explained it. So could you tell us uh, a little bit about, you know, that bringing that fairness or bringing equality to the relationship in order to get, you know, the intimacy back? Yeah. For sure. You know, and, and when we think about um, fairness and equality in, in relationships, when we think about like modern society, right, especially with um, the changing of the times and, you know, even feminism and, and women um, wanting to, you know, make just as much as men in, in terms of like employment, like money and the opportunities and different things that we can do that we feel like we can do just as much, you know, as men. Sometimes we bring that same type of thought process into Uh, a relationship when in actuality, we really don't want, if we really ask ourselves this question, we really don't want um, everything to be equal. We really don't. You know, we we want it to just be fair. What's fair for me as the partner that does this in a relationship and then what's fair for you and what you provide. And I'm not necessarily talking about gender roles. I mean, that can apply, Um, but I'm just talking about what your needs are. Because if, if we're talking equality, that means we're both giving each other the exact same thing. I may not want that on Tuesday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I may want that on Thursday um, and just mm-hmm. the same for uh, the guy. And so it's really important to understand each other and really know those love languages too, because then that way I'm being fair in what it is that, that you want from me. That That's the main thing. I want to give you what you want. I don't want to necessarily just come from the standpoint of, okay, we're, we're supposed to be getting the same thing. I'm, I'm that's what I'm doing. You told me that's what you wanted. You wanted this to be equal, um, but that's not always speaking, you know, to us in that time, in that moment. And just like you mentioned, with us evolving, fairness actually makes a lot more sense because of the changes that we go through in life. And within a relationship, there's, like you said, again, there's employment, you know, changes, there's moves, there's unfortunately grief, loss. So many things happen Mm -hmm. in a long-term relationship. And we have to be aware and cognizant of that in that moment, what you need. So for instance, let's say you had a spouse who's dealing with the loss of a parent and any other time they may want space, but for this particular time, they need closeness. So the fairness of it would be like, 
no, this is what they need in that time. I may not, I'm going to step aside. I may not necessarily need that much quality time or attention right now because that's not the space that I'm in, but my partner is. So my partner right now is going through a significant loss. And so they may need me to kind of be into that, you know, in that moment with them, they may need a lot more, you know, attention and quality time. And then the next day it may be, I need a little bit more space and fairness speaks to that because it's saying, okay, in that moment, you know, that's what you need. I'm not going to just do the same thing the same way every day for the sake of equality. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So when we're talking about intimacy and, and relationships, you know, and since you've been doing this, what would you say is a general, maybe some of the general reasons why, you know, uh, people lose the intimacy in their relationships? Like what would be some of the hindrances that, that kind of leads to that so that we can kind of know some of the signs to look for? Yeah. You know, at the beginning, I, I, I think of any relationship, if we kind of look at it in terms of when we were kids and how we easily connected with classmates, we were just kind of all thrown together in this class and everybody was friends, you know, like whether you like kindergarten up to about maybe fourth or fifth grade, you're like, oh, everybody's my friend, you know, and then as you get older and you start to learn a little bit more about yourself and the differences and things like that, you start to notice, well, that person isn't really my friend. I like playing with them a little bit, but you know, they're my friend. Um, but it's it was easier then. And that's kind of how it is at the beginning of relationships. It just kind of happens. Sometimes we're just attracted to people and we say, oh, let's give this a try. And everything seems to come pretty naturally because, again, we're in the, those early stages of the newness of a relationship. Whereas um, I don't know much about you. So just the excitement of exploring you is what gets me going. So I'm willing to kind of just do anything, try anything. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what the newness of a relationship brings. So it appears to be very easy. And intimacy seems to come so much more easier because I don't know anything about you. I'm trying to learn about you. So that's exciting, you know? Uh, but as time goes on and you spend more time with the person and, and if you move in together or get married or you start to a family and things like that, um, a lot of that, that newness and that discovery of like, you know, what's going to happen next that wears off, you know, because now I, I, I kind of, I kind of know you, I know your routines. I know what makes you tick. I know what excites you. And so then sometimes, um, a sense of complacency, you know, kind of kind of creeps in. And even sometimes a sense of boredom. And in those moments when you start to notice those things start to creep up, that's when you should be focusing on, okay, now we got to kind of start looking at some of the things to reignite the intimacy. But a lot mm -hmm. of people don't because they assume that, okay, it'll just work out on its own. And, and that's kind of the messaging that we've all been kind of given through movies and media, you know, that's what we see. We just see people working <laughs> with no work, no effort. Um, and so it, it stagnates people because they're like, okay, well, this is what I've seen all this time, but no one has talked about how to get that back. How, how do you actually get that back? I want that. I want to experience that again. And so instead of trying to reignite it within a couple, then we bounce from person to person looking for that, excitement and then newness, you know, again. And so that's what kind of triggers how intimacy starts to, to fade. Um, those are like those early stages. And so a lot of times too, if we have, you know, more avenues for people to talk about this in a non-judgmental, you know, space 
and to talk about the different tips, you know, and the tools that we implement in our relationships, it, it helps us to understand that this is very normal. You know, when your your relationship and the intimacy starts to fade a little bit, it's normal. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. I, I talk a lot about that when I'm talking to people is the norm, the normalcy of it all. And that it's, it's a part of a relationship that evolves. Okay. So, so speaking of, uh, you know, getting back and, and, and doing the work, um, if you could give us one or two tips or whatever, or just somewhere to start, um, you know, we're in a place, mm-hmm. you know, where um, I will, I'm, I'm not going to say that we've lost the intimacy, mm-hmm. but we, we see that it's dwindling, you know. Uh, so just a, a, a tip that may be a, a starting point, yeah. uh, you know, one or two things, if you don't mind sharing that, you know, yeah. we can look out for. And if we do notice it, how do we or what would be something that we can do to immediately mm-hmm. start, you know, working on that? Yeah. And I know it sounds cliche, but the, the first thing that we can all do is communicate. <laughs> we have to open up our mouths and speak. And, and we can't assume that even if we've been with our partner for years, you, we cannot assume that they know that this is where we're at right now. And this is how we're feeling. Now, both both people can be feeling the same thing at the same time and feeling like, you know, the intimacy is kind of, you know, dying off a little bit. But what if it's just one person, you know, that's feeling that way and the other person isn't? That's when communication is actually really important um, because that other person could just be going on with their lives in, in the relationship, thinking that everything is OK. Um, but for that other person, they're like, yeah, no, mm, I'm, I'm not necessarily feeling that, you know, we're on the same page. And so and when I say communicate, I don't necessarily mean I don't mean at all to talk at, you know, your partner. Um I say that you you find a time um, when it's not like a heightened situation, not when you're mm-hmm. already upset, not when you're yeah. like in the middle of even about to have intercourse. That That's not the time. You know, we, <laughs> right. we want to find a time where it's a very kind of like neutral time, you know, whether you just kind of just finish dinner, you know, cleaning up the kitchen or something. Hey, I just wanted to kind of talk about something, you know, something that kind of crossed my mind. You know, and I just wanted to see how how you were feeling, you know, about this and like, you know, where do you feel like we are, you know, in our relationship in terms of intimacy and allow them to speak first, see where they are um, and acknowledge that, you know, and validate that. And um, from there, you know, ask them, you know, I want to share. Are you open to me sharing, you know, how I've been feeling lately so that the approach is is not attacking. Um, You're not doing this. You're not doing that. But it's just like we're just talking. We're just having the conversation. So the first First tip would be to communicate. Um, And the second thing would be you have to be vulnerable. And this is where it gets kind of tricky, depending on your past. Um, If you have some things that you're still working on that that maybe you haven't been healed from. Um, Sometimes um, if you've had arguments before and and you were vulnerable and opened yourself up and your partner really just kind of became defensive or if you felt like you were being attacked, that can make it difficult you know, sometimes to be vulnerable, but it's extremely important um, when it comes to intimacy because intimacy is about closeness. The only way that we can really get close is that we have to be able to share sides of ourselves that, you know, we don't necessarily share with everyone else. Um, So the two biggest things is that you have to be willing to communicate. You have to be willing to be vulnerable. And the third thing is to make sure that you're creating a space 
for your partner to be vulnerable with you. That is even more important because we can be vulnerable all day long. But if our partner is not um, allowing us to be who we truly are without judgment, you know, and some things are going to hurt that we hear and it's going to be uncomfortable. That's true. But we still have to create that space for them because when we do that, that allows for them to continue to be vulnerable with you. And, and ultimately, that's what we want, you know, so that we can increase that intimacy. I love it. I love it. Those, those are right on point. Right on point. Um, man, we, we can go on forever. I know, um, right? <laughs> <laughs> but my only problem is, we since, and, and I haven't had this problem before, but I don't know, maybe we just have a connection because I'm like, I'm about to tell all my business <laughs> on the podcast. I, know. I have that effect on people. <laughs> I'm like, let me, let me be quiet. So, um, <laughs> but um, thank you. Thank you again for being oh, on. No uh, another thing that I know uh, that I uh, in following you on your social media is that you are also an author. Yes. So uh, I know you have uh, several books. Are they um, intimacy books or how-to type books or are they uh, fiction, non-fiction? I don't know what you want to call them. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually, I write fiction, um, and and okay. I am definitely uh, that will be in the works, you know, down the line where I will be uh, writing nonfiction books, you know, some some how tos and some tips, um, and I have some really cool coaching programs that are coming up too um, for couples. But I do write fiction, and and I write a lot about um, the modern woman's experience. So. Mm-hmm. Um, in those books, even though they're they're fiction, what I love, uh, I love the feedback I get from women in terms of like, wow, I was just reading this for leisure and this actually kind of helped me, girl. You know, like, thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, but yeah, I really love kind of just unveiling, you know, uh, a woman's uh, like just just every part of her, all facets of her, because um, sometimes we just don't get permission like that in society to show who we are. And through writing, um, I give people permission, you know, to be who they are and for men to kind of get a little peek into what women are thinking and what they're saying, you know, and and like, wow, that, you know, when they read it, like, oh, that sounds kind of familiar. I, you know, I would say, too, I love when uh, men have read my books. And one of the highest compliments I I believe I received from a man before was um, you don't paint us in a negative light in the book, the men, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, they're like, I like that. Like, that sounds like, like a man, you know, like (laughs) it doesn't just sound like some character that's just like there as an accessory. Um, but he also has thoughts and feelings and things that he needs to express. And that comes out, you know, in the books as well. But, um, usually my main characters, the protagonist is is usually a woman. Um, and it's speaking from whatever experience is, is for her. Um, so I have, you know, books, whether there's a woman that's you know married, or uh, someone is is not married, or straight, or gay, or exploring, or you know these are all different types of women in modern society. Um, so I really um, am excited about you know sharing my work like that uh, with the world because it's, it's definitely something that people connect to, and and they want to see themselves. They want to be represented um, in in the work as well. So. Okay, good for you. Good for you. I, I I love writing. I've always been. Um, my family has always been into reading. My mother was a writer. My grandmother was a writer. Um, I've recently uh, written three ebooks, 
and I'm, I'm working on a physical book. Um, so all of that will be coming out soon. So uh, I love it. I love writing. Um, so I'm glad to hear your success. Um, even Also, I know you were up for an award. Did that pass already? That whole yes. situation? Thank you. I, you know, you would think I would have. I would have brought that. <laughs> you know, well, I think that's, I, why I, that's why I got to do my homework, right? So I, you know, I, I think I'm still funny. like kind of in this this space of like, wow, that was mad cool, you know, to to be honored in that way. But um, yeah, so I I was uh, originally uh, about a month and a half ago, I was nominated for um, uh, a book award, uh, Black Authors Matter TV Awards, and that's through the uh, Black national authors uh festival that they have every year tons of black authors that come together every year um in the south and and it's a whole big fair um and people just come together and and find literature that is written by us and for us you know and so um they had uh an awards um ceremony that was last week as a matter of fact and I was in the wow. um, urban fiction category, so so I won for that, and I'm so so thankful. Um, oh, you for won! That. Yes, I know, right? Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank okay. you. Now, now I know you should have brought it up. I'm like, how are you gonna win and not say you won? <laughs> uh, but I was so happy, and I'm just so excited for that space, you know, for us, because I think a lot of times, um, you know, we 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 are desiring certain uh, awards or accolades based off of what whatever mainstream is mm -hmm. telling us that means that you've made it and that you are doing your thing but i love when we create uh platforms for ourselves because we know ourselves more than anybody you know yeah. um and so i love that there's a space for us to share you know our work uh with each other and, and just get this out here because it, it's out here you know when people are like what what's there for us it is out here so uh definitely check out black authors matter um because they have an amazing platform uh which is like phenomenal authors in in every genre you know everything from ya young adult to mystery you know to romance um just everything nonfiction, spiritual so many different things you can find anything that you're looking for uh through black authors matter Okay, okay. I definitely will be checking them out. Miss Angie, I'm so glad that you took out the time to, to talk with us today. Uh, I've had an amazing time. I hope you enjoyed your time here yeah. as well. Um, I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, tell us uh, where we can find you, um, how someone can work with you, uh, if they wanted to work with you, and also where they can find your award-winning books at. Thank you. <laughs> Um, well, I am on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, my handle is N2MeCCoach. So I N the number two, M E S E E C O A C H. And again, that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am also on YouTube uh, under Angie D. Lee. So if you just type in Angie D. Lee, you'll, you'll see me pop up and definitely subscribe. It's a lot of cool videos on there where I address so many different topics. Um, as it pertains to intimacy and relationships, both men and women. Um, also, my website is www.angiedlee.com. Um, and I also uh, do free consultations. So if you're interested in, in actual coaching services, whether it's individual or couple, I do provide both. 
Um, and so I'm, I'm just so excited to always talk about, you know, intimacy and, and seeing where people are and, and knowing that it's, it's not just about, you know, sex, it's about really, you know, understanding more about yourself in terms of relationship and how to relate better, you know, with your partner. So definitely check me out there at AngieDLeague.com and you can inquire about a free consultation uh, on there. And as far as my books, uh, I can also be found on Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon and type in Angie D. Lee, those books will pop right back up. And it's uh, e-books as well as paperback. A um, couple of books I have out, it's called Discovering Lita and Something New. All right. All right. Again, Angie, thank you so very much for being on here. Um, look to, to definitely connect with you again uh, in, the, in the future. You know, on something, I don't know, be another guest, maybe something yeah. else. I don't know. But I, I had such a good time. I definitely want to connect with you again on something else. Um, but again, to everyone, thanks everyone for tuning in, all of my listeners. Again, this is Ernest James. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with their problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill their purpose. And so I hope that I've done that. Hope that we've done that, added some value uh, to our listeners' lives upon tonight or today. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Have a good day. Hey, guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730. 0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the deal to heal with E James podcast. Remember to listen, like subscribe and share. This episode has been brought to you by deal to heal teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.